Gravy, I'm back! And you're back, and we're here with another lascivious episode of It Crept from the 80s. Oh, yes, it's been a dragon's age since I've last talked to you folk. But I'm here, so thank you. And you know what? I want to thank each and every one of you who are subscribing and commenting and, and, and enjoying the channel. I think, I think we are now at fi over 530 subscribers, which is so wonderful. That is, that is, you know, and I know Casey and I said we're going to do something special for our 500th subscriber, but we didn't. We still might one of these days, but Casey is incapacitated with a new seedling. Uh, he is now a father of a bouncing alien creature. And um, I am the father of many turds that have been flushed down the toilet left uh, by the wayside like a red-headed stepchild you know but today today's episode folks it's going to be maybe special maybe not maybe a very special episode as as one episode tends to be <laughs> of it crept from the 80s and they're all very special episodes i don't know if it's very special it might be just special uh, but uh, first we're gonna do a little haul video. I know some of you folk uh, enjoy the haul videos, the stuff that I uh, recently procured or, or was gifted. Um, and then we're gonna talk about some of my favorite snacks from the 1980s. The things that I really enjoyed gorging myself with. And some to this day that are still around and I still enjoy and, and, and gorge myself with as a 40-something. A which I probably shouldn't be doing. Uh, you know. The old ticker is not what it used to be. But, uh, you know, maybe it's preserving me. Maybe all that garbage is preserving. <laughs> Let's go with that. I'd like to believe that. That the 80s snacks that I once loved are preserving my, my heart so that I live until I'm 120 or 180. First, let's go through this haul. And it is a mix of stuff that I got myself and stuff that was gifted to me. Um, okay. Uh, so I've talked about Sean Pinkerton many a time. He is an uber, uber fan of, of the films that I've done and the channel, uh, and I guess me as a human being, which is pretty spectacular. Um, and he too is a, is a wonderful human being. Um, so in the last haul video, I showed off the Nintendo Entertainment System that he got that, for me that was still in box. Um, and then offhand, I also mentioned that I wanted to add the Nintendo Power Glove to my collection um, from 1989 and sure enough he delivered he sent me the Power Glove <laughs> and truth be told um, I didn't really have the Power Glove growing up I had friends who had the Power Glove and uh, I think my joy and nostalgia for the glove comes from the movie The Wizard, uh, just because essentially that movie was a giant Nintendo commercial for Super Nintendo. I mean, uh, for um, 
Super Mario Brothers 3, and the Power Glove. And so that was a, the, the mystique was amazing for it, right? Uh, and then you play it, and then you put it on as a kid, and you play it, and you, you try to do the things that this Power Glove said you could do. And it kind of sucked. Even as a youngster, I knew it was... I was a teenager at the time. And... No. But it sure looks cool. So, offhandedly, I said, you know, what would be really cool, just because it's a, it's a part of my growing up as far as my nostalgia for it, I would just like to add the glove to my collection. And here it is. Doesn't have to work. Yay. So, thank you, Sean. Um, I'll save those things for, for the actual other thing that we're going to be talking about. Um, this was a um, this was a gift from my wife. Um, I guess you could call it like a late uh, birthday present. Um, but this is the new. Um, vintage collection, Return of the Jedi, Tatooine Skiff. Now, growing up, I never had the original Tatooine Skiff, and I wanted it so bad, um, but it was, they didn't really make too many, and where I grew up, they certainly didn't stock the Skiff. Um, I had the smaller one. It was a small Skiff, you put Boba Fett on it. I had that, and I used that a lot. Um, now, if you want the original skiff um, from the Return of the Jedi line, from the 83-84 line, 85 line, I believe, for that, um, you're going to shell out like over $1,000 for it. Loose and in box. Uh, I am not doing that. So when I saw that they were redoing it for the vintage collection, I was like, my god, I gotta have it. Because it is, I love the skiff, I love Java's sail barge, which I would also love to have. But again, you know, scalpers have it for $2,000, uh, the newer vintage collection sail barge that cost 500 It's huge, it's amazing, I would love to have it. But this is great. And uh, I can put my actual vintage uh, Jedi figures on there. And it looks beautiful. It's already up and displayed. But... So that was amazing. I love it. Made my, my nuts stand up. Uh, here's another Sean gift. Um, so... My favorite uh, Nintendo game is this right here. Uh, Turtles 2, the arcade game. I also, I mean, I love Bionic Commando. I love the Mario Brothers. Uh, you know, there's other games that I love, but my favorites would be the Turtles games because they were just righteous. They were so bodacious and rocking. Turtles in Time is another amazing game for Super NES. Um, but Sean, you know, he knows that I like the Turtle games. Uh, we don't have the NES Turtle game. 
and he sent me the original NES Turtle game. Um, still with box, and I guess it has all of its all of its papers and whatnot still in there, which is fantastic. Um, and I've met Kevin Eastman a couple times throughout the years, who was the co-creator of the Turtles. Um, and I have some different things that he's signed for me. Um, but this was also signed by Kevin Eastman. And he thought I would love that as well. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. So now I have Turtles 1 and Turtles 2. And I just got to get Turtles in time for, for Super Nintendo. But thank you, Sean. It was amazing. Awesome. Very, very kind of you. And it will be added and played. My collection. Um, recently, uh, we went out to Best Buy, and I had some pretty chunky Best Buy points. Still got them, still using them. Uh, and I got myself Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which I loved. Um, can't wait to watch again on the big screen downstairs. Finally picked up that 4K Bram Stoker's Dracula. This is one of my favorite 90s horror movies. Um, I think it's awesome. I could watch it any day of the week. And I look forward to seeing this version. The old Blu-ray that I have isn't the best. And uh, from what I hear, both the Blu-ray and, of course, the 4K is all nice and remastered. So I'm looking forward to dipping my balls in that. And then... I didn't have this, and I don't know why, but now I do. It's Stephen King's Cat's Eye. This is an anthology movie. Um, my favorite story, of course, is The Troll with, with Drew Barrymore. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's stuck with me forever since I was little. Especially when the little troll gets... You know what? Don't want to spoil it, but... Anyway, dope, fun, little anthology. And now it's... No, I um, so, now I guess this is, this is going to lead into, like I said, the snacks of the 80s, but these are still kind of pickups. Um, so, much like the Burger King stuff, uh, everything 1985 that was a tie-in for Stranger Things this year, uh, Ego also got on the bandwagon and put out limited edition versions of their original 1985 graphics packaging, um, which is the stuff, which is the Ego I remember. Um, it was a very basic design, um, but it's but it's old school and it brings back those nostalgic feelings. And I was looking all over the place for it. It's, uh, it's also a thing that I put out on social media saying, hey, if anyone finds this damn... Ego box, please send it to me. You know, you don't even have to send the egos. I don't need the egos. I just want the box. It's it goes along with one of those very things that I've talked about before. Is it may f seem stupid and ridiculous to most people that you know somebody would want to hang on to packaging back then, uh, but it just it helps keeping that child alive inside the nostalgia and everything and i it's for you know it's not for everybody no i'm not saying you have to go out and do it i just 
I like doing that cheesy shit. So when Ecto Cooler came back, I got that Ecto Cooler. Crystal Pepsi came back from 91. Have to get that Crystal, crystal Pepsi. Uh, new Coke recently. Had to get that New Coke. Uh, when the Pepsi cans came back with the original Pepsi design. I had to get those <laughs> Pepsi cans. And so I got the original Ego design from 1985. The box. It's all here waiting for you. Mm. Lego my Ego. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought that they were so limited that they were only in you know different parts of the country and I would never see them anywhere near me and one day recently River and I were walking around Target and there was a lone box in the freezer at Target and I audibly gasped <laughs> and I swiped it and now it's mine and now it is going in my food collection food packaging collection. Um, and then, along those same lines, uh, the beautiful folk at Frito-Lay and Dorito decided to also go old school uh, and re-release the original packaging for the nacho cheese and the Cool Ranch Doritos. Now, Original in look, but they don't they didn't do the full-on like window Bag where you could see the chips inside which was how it was back in the day, but um, Once again, I flipped out because I want because that's what I remember. That's what I grew up with Put a call out online ask for people to hey, please send me You know, I'll pay whatever and sure enough, Sean Pinkerton <laughs> came to the rescue and he got me the old school Cool Ranch Doritos bags of how they looked back in the day. But right here you would there would be a actual window where you could see the chips inside. And Cool Ranch happens to be my favorite Doritos flavor. It was introduced in 1987, um, and I never looked back. I enjoyed the nacho cheese. Oh, truth be told that Dorito has their original taco flavor, which was the original Dorito flavor, original, sort of, kind of, depending on how old you are. But taco was before the nacho cheese that we know. And that has been on the shelves for many moons uh, in its original packaging, very much like this, again, other than the window. Um, but once these hit in the 80s, I was in love. And I much prefer Cool Ranch to Nacho Cheese. And that's just a love affair that began in 1987. And now I have the packaging. <laughs> um, I am going to eat the chips. They're Cool Ranch. I'm not going to pass that up. But I'm going to keep the, the, the wrapper. I might even put some air in it and then seal the top again <laughs> to display. Because uh, I'm an idiot. There we go. And that, folks, is going to lead into 
the snacks. The snacks that I grew up with in the 1980s that I just loved. And, and if it's still around, I still eat. Unfortunately, a lot of these snacks are discontinued. Unfortunately, a lot of these snacks that are still around, they have changed the recipe to some of them, even the Dorito nacho cheese. Um, and I want to say even the Cool Ranch has been changed. Um, if you folks my age in their 40s remember, they did the Cool Ranch and then later they did Cooler Ranch, uh, which I also enjoyed, but that didn't last very long. I think in other parts of the country, or uh, in other countries, you can still get the Cooler Ranch flavor. In fact, I think that's what it is, as opposed to Cool Ranch, it is Cooler Ranch. Um, but Doritos would be on the top of the list as, as a kid snacker from back then. Um, Doritos was the go-to chip. Another chip that I absolutely loved, and that's mostly because of my grandmother, Bowker. Casey can attest to this, but anytime we would go over to Grandma Bowker's house growing up, uh, she had, it was like a, it must have been a military bunker filled of, filled with Pringles. And mostly like regular and sour cream and onion. The, so the food over at Grandma's was, was Pringles, uh, ham sandwiches, and Mountain Dew. And I tried to have Mountain Dew as an adult and I was just like, Bleh. but it was the go-to drink when I was at my grandmama's. So Mountain Dew, Pringles, what have you. Pringles are fine nowadays. They're fine. You know, once you pop, you can't stop, you know. Um, and I find that to be true, especially if I get salt and vinegar uh, Pringles. Then it's forget it. I'm it's gone. We need to go. Luckily, they're like, you know, a buck fifty. <laughs> you can just... Uh, I lost the, the palate for the sour cream and onion, and probably because they changed the recipe. But um, So that's, that's one of those things. Um, another thing that I loved... Um, there's going to be a lot of treats. Folks, I have, a, I have a problem. I have an addiction. And that addiction is to sweets, sugar, confectionery treats. Uh, it is awful. And it's probably going to be my downfall one of these days. <laughs> I just, I love it. Um, and certainly as a kid, I mean, you went balls deep for that shit. Um, so I'm going to be mentioning a, a bunch of treats like that. First, uh, first I'm going to mention is a cookie from Nabisco. Quite a few Nabisco, actually. Uh, and this was, this was called Almost Home Cookie. And Almost Home had some fun, rad commercials. It was, it was almost like... It was always the adults trying to keep them away from the kids. Like, the adults loved them more than the kids in the, in the commercials, but they were just a, a form of cookie, and they had soft, and they had hard, and almost home. I just remember the, the chocolate chip almost home cookie was delicious. Um, and I'm sure that in some form or another, that cookie is still on shelves under Nabisco. Uh, but, you know, not in the almost home packaging. 
So that was one. Um, one that's still around, and they did change the flavor a little bit, was the E.L. Fudge from Keebler. Uh, I loved E.L. Fudge. I still love E.L. Fudge. <laughs> but when it was introduced, like, you know, I could, I, I mean, to this day, I can eat a whole, whole package of E.L. Fudge. And I think I almost did Zatual might be able to attest to that because I did open up a bag of EL fudge at a convention we went to and oh, yeah. I tore into that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. Um, EL fudge was great and I still like EL fudge, but the, they did change the, the recipe. Um, of course, keeping with the Keebler, I loved um, the striped cookies. The fudge stripe cookies, which are still around, and I still enjoy them. Um, now, I can't remember the name, but hopefully Zatual will bring them up in a commercial or a picture. But these are these things, again, from Keebler, and they don't make them anymore, but they certainly were a hit with me. And they were these Keebler cookies, like little turdlets uh like a shortbread cookie that looked like a little turdlet but in the inside was chocolate fudge um and i can't remember the name of them for the life of me but they were delicious uh and they don't make them anymore so that's that's something for the keebler side of things i guess um nabisco gonna go back to Nabisco uh, giggles giggles cookies I loved they made a couple of different flavors um, they had smiles on the top of their cookie right and they were very much like Oreos which come on everybody loves Oreos still to this day I love Oreos um, but I mean imagine imagine our surprise growing up in the 80s when they introduced double stuff Oreos good God but I'm talking about giggles, giggles cookies. Um, I mean, that was the gimmick. I mean, that was the gimmick. They just had smiley faces, like they were laughing. Uh, and they had like vanilla or chocolate. Uh, I believe they were peanut butter giggles as well, if I'm not mistaken. But I liked giggles cookies, man. Stuff was good. Stuff was good. Oh, uh, oh. Okay, so Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke, man. Doritos and Cherry Coke for, for home. That was my thing. Cherry Coke was introduced in 1985. Same year as they introduced New Coke. <laughs> um, and again, you know, sugar, sugar, whatever. I like New Coke as well, but Cherry Coke just did it for me. So... That was the go-to drink for Mr. Seaver as a child in the 80s. Um, and I, I don't drink a lot of soda now. It's like special occasions or Saturday morning sleepovers or something like that. I'm just not a big caffeine dude at all. Um, it's mostly just like flavored seltzers that has zero sugar, zero anything in it. Um, but when I do... It's mostly Cherry Coke. 
Um, and that's just because that's what I grew up with. That I, I love that taste. It instantly takes me back to when I was a child. And, uh, and I love it. Um, of course, Ecto Cooler, introduced in 1989 uh, as a Ghostbusters tie-in for Ghostbusters 2. And uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon show, uh, which had been running for years at that point. Um, but everybody loved Ecto Cooler. I mean, everyone drank High C, everyone drank Kool Aid. Um, I enjoyed High C more than Kool Aid. I enjoyed Hawaiian Punch more than Kool Aid, actually. Uh, but High C, what I loved, you know, and I wish they did more of High C wise, is the old tin cans that looked like, you know, oil cans. And you pop the top like that and you just um an ecto cooler you know that's how i got it the most uh was in those big cans or the drink boxes and you know 2016 it came back and everybody went gaga for it again um changed the recipe slightly but it was still it was still the recipe um it's just orange tangerine that's that's all it is um colored green and i tell everybody now who is missing ecto cooler that they can get it if they just get um juicy juice juicy juice has orange tangerine and they have in juice boxes they have it in all different you know styles of that and it it is 100 percent ecto cooler it's a little less sweet than Ecto Cooler, but it is Ecto Cooler. So it's out there, folks. Get it. I have. It's delicious. And you never have to live without it again. Although I tell you what, 2020 they're coming out with the Ghostbusters 3. I bet you anything they'll bring back Ecto Cooler and I will be a sucker and I'll get it again. <laughs> um, ooh! Children. Children, they got to do the same top for the dog to do the women and the titties and the jello and the picture page and the roofies. How many of you kids remember jello pudding pops? I certainly do, and they were one of my favorite treats ever. The jello pudding pop. They don't make them anymore. There's a lot of like shitty substitute pudding pops, but they're not the pudding pop. The Jell-O Pudding Pop, there was something so special, so rich, so creamy about the Jell-O Pudding Pop. Not only that, but when you opened up the Jell-O Pudding Pop, you also had a, an iced-over cap around it. It was a hard, icy, that you could peel off with your teeth. This icy layer, and it just made made it more special. You kids know what I'm talking about. I've told this story before, but around 2010, um, Meredith and I were were Meredith Host, who is a part of uh, the movies and one of my dear dear friends, who is also a pudding pop connoisseur. We've bonded over pudding pops. <laughs> So 2010, right? They're long gone. Long gone. 
and we were you know we're shooting a movie and we were going to get like cheap food for for everybody to make at uh for the shoot or whatever so we go into aldi's and lo and behold for some reason in the freezer there were jello pudding pops from jello straight up old school jello pudding pops i don't know why i don't know where they came from they certainly didn't say 1986 1987 on the packaging so they were new and we bought every box they had and i think probably for that shoot meredith and i ate every single pudding pop and we got sick <laughs> um but man oh man it was like a blast from the past and they haven't done it again since and I don't know why they did it then but for that fleeting moment in 2010 we were kids again eating jello pudding pops delicious um, another confectionery treat that they still make oh no no they don't make this maybe they do I don't know if Hostess does but I know other companies do but Hostess introduced the uh, pudding pie, the Hostess pudding pie, and I loved them. They had vanilla and they had chocolate. Um, I preferred, you know what? I preferred both. <laughs> I loved both. Uh, I'm not even going to say I preferred one over the other because I, if, if they were gotten, if they got, if my aunt brought that home in the house, they were getting chomped on it didn't matter vanilla chocolate what have you um they were so good those those pies in general the hostess like they had you know fruit pies i, I liked the cherry um but pudding man pudding was the shit and then in like early 90s they introduced the the turtle pudding pies teenage mutant ninja turtle pudding pies which was green. It was like a vanilla green flavor. Um, and of course I, you know, got that. It didn't, it wasn't, didn't taste any different. <laughs> it just, it was a turtle. It was the turtles, you know? Um, but the original pudding pies, man, those, that shit was good. Hostess, I'm going to, I'm going to check. I haven't checked. I know that like, like I said, I, I, a couple of the other companies still do pudding pies. But Hostess, man, Hostess, you know, nobody does it like Hostess. Um, okay, before I go into the cereals that I ate and I love, um, I'm going to talk about something that maybe some of you fans of my films or have been following me throughout the years, you might know. And this is something called the Passion Flaky. And this treat was my favorite treat growing up. It Hands down, over everything, it was my favorite treat. Um, and it wasn't called the Passion Flaky where I was growing up. Passion Flaky is, a, is the Vachon name. It's a Canadian company, Vachon. Um... Now they have they might have made created the Passion Flaky and then just licensed it out and it was called something else. 
different, you know, in, in the U.S. But in Wellsville, New York, I always call them like puff flaky or flaky puffs or it was something like that. But it's the same thing. So it's a confectionery flaky treat with cream and fruit in the middle with fruit like not actual fruit but fruit like glazing in the middle strawberry raspberry whatever with a cream and then on top is like a powdered not a powdered sugar but a sugary flaky top um and it was my favorite go-to snack 100 percent. and i remember the day that it was gone Maybe not the exact day, but I remember the year. It was 1990. And I remember we, our, our grocery store was, was called Giant in Wellsville, New York. It's still there. And so I'm walking into Giant, go to the aisle where I know they've got my snacks. Uh, now I'm 13 at the time. And I go to grab my, my puff pastry, my puff flaky. And, what? What's this? They weren't there. I might have been upset that day. Maybe thinking, you know what, maybe somebody bought them all. That's it. But I kept going back. And they were not there. And they just weren't there anymore. I was devastated. My puff pastry, my flaky pastry, my passion flaky, was gone. <sighs> Fast forward to 2005. Now this is 1990, folks. So from 1990 to 2005, I was without my passion flaky. So, my friend... Juan and I, and my cousin Casey, we went up to Toronto, Canada to see one of our favorite ska bands, The Planet Smashers. And we're hungry, we're peckish. Figured we'd stop in a local Canadian, you know, mart. Little side market, mart, what have you. We walk in, we're looking at things, you know, all the crazy Canadian candy bars and all that stuff. And we're like, wow, this place is so exotic. <laughs> and then on the shelf, where you would find hostess treats and whatnot, there was a little display for what they called the Passion Flaky. But you could see, what it, these were individually wrapped. But you could see what the Passion Flaky was, and they're individually wrapped. And I, I must have, like, probably lost a quart of blood. Uh, maybe I got down on my knees. I don't know. Because at that point, I still didn't know if it was 100% what I thought it was. But I kind of flipped out. I bought one immediately so that I could rip it open and devour it. So I just bought one and I smashed it in my mouth. <laughs> and sure enough, it was the puff pastry flaky that I grew up with as a kid in Wellsville, New York, here in Canada. 
And I lost my shit. I probably was tearing up. It, like, shot me back to when I was 13 years old, 12 years old, 11 years old. It just was like, holy shit. And I was like, do you, do you have any more? <laughs> to the clerk. And he's like, oh, we got, you know, we actually got, like, them in boxes. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Turns out Vashon is a big thing up there. The Vashon cake. They've got a lot of different pastries. And that's one of them. And they had the passion flakies in a box. And I bought a couple boxes. And for years and years, I ended up importing from Canada passion flakies just so that I could have them. Because they weren't available here. I'd actually have friends of mine at conventions who I knew were from Canada that were coming in to a convention get them for me and I would pay them. Um, I remember my wife at one time, she spent like probably 60 something dollars to import a bunch of boxes for me <laughs> so I could have them. Um, and then Come 2000, maybe 16, my wife, you know, she's a pharmacist, uh, she sends me a picture one day from where she was working. And there was a display. And on the display, in America, was the Passion Flaky. Boxes and boxes of passion flaky and she bought every single one of them <laughs> for me turns out this specific store tops friendly market was selling the passion flaky so from then on i'd you know storm every tops i could i'd get passion flakies when clint would come down from from maryland he would stop at tops on the way get every passion flaky <laughs> and i got everybody sort of hooked on the passion flaky because finally they could they could try it, they could taste it, and then it went away. It went away again, folks. And then it came back. It came back in America under Sarah Lee, but it was the Passion Flaky. And then it went away. It was gone. Sarah Lee stopped doing it. And then it came back under Entenmann's. So it was the Entenmann's Passion Flaky in America. And now it's gone again. <laughs> and I haven't had a passion flaky in probably nine months. Why are you doing this to me? Vachon. Why? Can't you give this lowly American dog his passion flakies? I'm your biggest spokesman. Anyway. Let me get real quick into these these cereals that I loved back in the day that, uh, and a big chunk of them they don't make anymore. The Mr. T cereal. Loved it. The E.T. cereal. Loved it. The S'mores cereal. Now, they do make a S'mores cereal now. They have two different kinds from different companies. Um, I can't remember which one is the... The one with the actual grams... Like, like Golden Grams, which was, uh, that one is the one that tastes 
uncannily like the original s'mores that I used to get as a kid. So I, I still get it to this day. Uh, Gremlins. Love the Gremlin cereal. C-3PO's, which I was gifted an original box recently. I loved C-3PO's. I loved anything Star Wars, man. Slap Star Wars on it back then. I was eating it. Um, ah, the ice cream cone cereal. How many of you guys remember the ice cream cone cereal? It was delicious. Dunkin' Donuts cereal. They had the glazed and they had the chocolate. I loved both. Um, I loved getting both and mixing both. The Dunkin' Donuts cereal. Um, Smurfberry Crunch. Man. I wish they still made Smurfberry Crunch. It was delicious. And it's one of those cereals that I can still taste in my mouth. And I haven't quite come across anything in cereals today or from other cereal brands that tastes like Smurfberry Crunch. Maybe something from Captain Crunch, uh, as far as their bear, like the berry crunch, this and that are concerned. But this was unique. If if you folks out there know of cereals that taste like Smurfberry Crunch, please let me know. Um, the Ghost, the Ralston Ghostbusters cereal. Again, this was gifted to me from a, a one Brandon Bennett. I loved the Ghostbusters cereal. Ralston. Most Ralston I liked. I, I liked the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal. It was like Chex, but with marshmallows. Um, I loved the Bill and Ted cereal from 91. That was a Ralston cereal. They all kind of tasted the same, but they were all delicious to me. Um, oh, I loved the Nintendo cereal. You, one side was Zelda, and the other side was Super Mario Brothers. Both good. <laughs> um, now, they still make a lot of the cereals that I also enjoy, like the Golden Grams, Honeycombs, Pops, um, Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs, they changed the recipe and have not changed it back, and I don't like Cocoa Puffs. Modern Cocoa Puffs. Tastes too synthetic. Tricks. Tricks is also a delicious cereal, but luckily they went back and they brought back the original recipe to Tricks. So now it doesn't taste synthetic anymore. You know what it tastes like? Your childhood. So get that Tricks. It, it's they changed the recipe back to original. It does 100% taste like the Tricks you know and love. Um, what else did I love back then? Ooh. Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles. Love them, love them, love them, love them to this day. Fruity Pebbles is one of those cereals that it put it in my mouth and instantly like zooms me back to a kid. Love it. And how can I forget the monster cereals? Oh, the monster cereals. I'll probably do its own little little bit for the monster cereals, but monster cereals Especially if you were a kid who, you were a, a genre kid, a monster kid, a kid who loved science fiction, fantasy, horror. I love that stuff. So having your own cereal, the monster cereals, was awesome growing up. And it was readily available. 
readily available, folks. It wasn't a seasonal thing. You could get monster cereals up until 2010. 2010. And then they stopped. And then they only brought them out. And now they only bring them out every fall. For the fall season. For Halloween and all that stuff. Uh, unfortunately. So, so, you know, since 2010, they've basically become like a, a special... Everyone gets giddy excited for it. Uh, because you gotta wait a year to get it. Unless you're like me and Andrew Baltus and, and maybe Clint Kelly and people like that who hoard. We buy as many boxes as possible. And some of these boxes last until like June, July. <laughs> So you just gotta wait a couple months and then reload. You know what I'm saying? Um, my favorite monster cereal is Count Chocula. They did change the recipe, unfortunately. But it tastes enough like old school Count Chocula that I enjoy it. Um, I guess second would be Booberry. Um, no, 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 uh, not Booberry, uh, Frankenberry. I don't like Booberry. I've never liked Booberry, even as a kid. Um, and Frankenberry, I did as a kid, but as an adult, it's a little too much for me, but on occasion, I'll dip into it. Uh, but for the most part, you're always gonna see Count Chocula around the Seabitch household. Love it. And... I, I am one of those idiots who gets giddy that it comes back every every year, even though I hoard it. But there you go. There's some of the snacks, cereals, treats, uh, all that good stuff from the 80s that I loved, that I still love, uh, and I wish they would bring back some of these as well. And I'm glad that the things that are still around uh, are still around. Like, oh, for instance, I didn't bring this up, combos. So somebody recently at, at one of our events uh, brought a bag of combos, and I completely forgot that they still made combos. I loved combos. My favorite kind was the pizza combos. And they still taste like the pizza combos. They're still out there. You know, Planters had the, had the little cheese balls that they stopped doing for a while. Well, the cheese balls are back from Planters. I love it. I love when, when these companies will will pray <laughs> on all us 40-somethings who pray on the nostalgia because uh, they know they're going to get us idiots who, who buy them because of the packaging and, and because it, it means something. It's, it's a, it's a, it brings you back to a simpler time, a more joyous time. Um, and I embrace that shit, you know. I don't think... I, I'm not one of those people who, who holds the... Too much nostalgia can be dangerous. That's ridiculous. Bring it, bring it on. I wanna, I wanna bathe myself in nostalgia. I wanna soak it up. Mm, I wanna have sex with the nostalgia. Mm, I'm a nostalgia's easy lover. That's right. You know you're always gonna get me. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed this this delicious trip down Mammary Lane and some of the crap that I got and. Uh, you know, it wasn't as explosive as, as some episodes, but, but you know, I hope you got a little entertainment out of it. Uh, we've, got, we've got some stuff planned. There's a big He-Man, Masters of the Universe one, uh, coming up that uh, Ben Scrivens uh, of Fright Rags is going to be joining me for. And, um, you know, again, thank you for, for subscribing. 
Thank you for commenting, talking with us, uh, liking the videos, spreading the news, you know, spreading the word on the videos. It's awesome. Um, yeah, the community is awesome, man. So thank you. And uh, if you liked this video or any of the other videos and has, haven't subbed yet, please do. Hit the little notification bell so you know every time we get, uh, we put up videos. And um, yeah, there'll probably be some reviews coming for the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. The Boys, and uh, we got Carnival Row coming. We've got a bunch of stuff hitting, hitting, you know? It's going to be good. Lots of stuff happening, man. So thank you for watching Ikra from the 80s. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>